Welcome back to Insert Coins. This is season two. It is episode three. My name is Mike Englehart. I want to welcome you into the podcast. If you're new here, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcasting site so you know when the latest episode of Insert Coins comes out. We are a podcast dedicated to the world of video games from somebody who's been working in the industry for maybe too long. Well, not too long because I still like it. That's me. And we talk everything, news, reviews, insights from people who work in the industry. And today, I wanted to go back to the sports genre a little bit and talk about a couple things. Mainly, though, the potential prediction of where 2K is going to go with their sports business. Because I see a crack opening up here, and I think I have an idea of where they may venture. And that comes on the back of... Madden coming out next week. It's out in six days, 25th it comes out. And there was a great video I stumbled across today on YouTube. And if you're somebody who is passionate about the sport genre like I am, I highly recommend that you watch it. It's called The Fall of EA Sports, and it's done by a creator called Soft Drink TV, all one word. And it's by no means an EA bashing video. It's interesting. The The creator has connected with Trip Hawkins and some ex-EA employees. I, of course, worked there for just over 10 months. Some media people. And it talks about... It, it's great with Trip there because it, it really establishes the core of where the company has come from. And, and those two things intersect for me. The, the release of Madden's video and where 2K is going. That's what I want to get on here and talk about today and sort of part two to a segment we spoke about in season one, which was called uh, looking at the exclusive licensing deals in the sport genre and how it's sort of detrimental to what's there. And that's where this video really spoke to me today. And I learned a few things from it as well. I learned that Trip Hawkins, when he started Electronic Arts, the, the name itself where they settled on it is because he thought of all the developers and creators as being artists, which I think is awesome because I do think it really envelops the passion in which we try to make games. And so this video goes through from the inception of the company and what the goal of the company was initially and Trip created the company to make simulation sports games and bring them to people through the video game platform. And of course, where EA started with the very first game to the amazing launch wave of games that I played on Genesis. I mean, back in the day when the Sega Genesis came out, NHL hockey, Madden football, Lakers versus Celtics, these games were phenomenal. They were amazing. Like NHL hockey, despite the first one not having one-timers and things like that, it was one of the best playing hockey games I'd ever experienced in my life and it just got better with time some people debate that 96 is better than 94 I can talk about that one all day long but the series in general was groundbreaking and it was awesome even uh, FIFA International Soccer it was a bit clunky because of the perspective but a great game triple play baseball Tony La Russa baseball we've touched on these before they made fantastic games and I think when Trip was there now understanding some more of the history of the company they were they were in line with where they wanted to go and the games were made with quality. They were made for players. And I think the other thing that's important, and it is sort of what we touched on last season, was there was competition. And while EA 
was the first in a lot of cases. Games came after. There were other NHL games. Sega made a first-party NHL hockey game. You had other football games. You had Joe Montana, which was a first-party Sega. You had David Robinson basketball. You had NBA Action, which was a Sega property. You had Sports Talk Baseball. You had all these games where they were going head-to-head. And as the end user... Man, I bought a lot of sports games back in the day. I didn't, you know, didn't have the money. You scrape together your paper route money or shoveling laneways or cutting grass, whatever you could do. And there was a time when a lot of the games were all really good. You like this about this game and this about the other game. And this video just talks about how the company changed. And perhaps a lot of it had to do when Trip left the company to start uh, the 3DO company. Also gave Trip a lot of money for my 3DO, as you know from previous episodes. Love my 3DO. Just was not a long, well-spent $600 back in the day. And when he left the company, I guess things sort of started to change. And EA now, a lot of people classify them as more of a marketing company. And they're a damn good marketing company. And also qualify, make no mistake at all, I would love EA to have that draw that they used to back in the day. And I'm still a pretty hardcore sports gamer. I love sports games. I have not really bought a full-priced EA game in a number of years. And part of that is the gameplay just hasn't been there for me. The experience hasn't been great. I've gone to Pro Evo for my soccer. They don't make baseball, so I've played Super Mega Baseball and love the games made by Metalhead. I think they're fantastic. Do yourself a favor if you like baseball play those games and taking nothing away from the show but i just like super mega baseball better took a break from basketball but i played uh, uh 2k playgrounds was the last basketball game that i bought football i haven't really played anything in a while i did buy that crappy mutant football league which was supposed to be a take on the mutant league football that ea did years ago and it was garbage but i just haven't been buying their games and i haven't been buying their games because i just found it's been the same thing year on year nhl i think 19 was the last one i did not buy nhl this year and i i love hockey hockey's my number one and i just didn't didn't buy it hasn't been changing enough and so this video the fall of ea sports is really interesting it really talks about just where the company has gone and of course in there which we did talk about on season one the exclusive license stuff does play a part into it because they speak in the video about how even though EA had that momentum rocking and rolling on the Genesis, when the PS1 came out, PSX came out, Sony, of course, had 989 Sports, and they had a line of simulation games they were making, the NFL Game Day. And they talked about how, even though EA had a lot of momentum with Madden, they had to look at that game. You had to worry about your competition. And, you know, lo and behold, we keep going through generations, and of course around 2005 when that NFL exclusive licensing deal was signed, it kind of just, it doesn't mean that their intention was to make games that people didn't appreciate or that fans got upset, but it's kind of the way it goes. If you don't have to worry about the guy across the street stealing your lunch, then you just, you just, you just don't. And you just continue in doing what you're doing. And so this year with the 2K series, or the 2K company finally getting an NFL license back. Now they can only go and make an exclusive arcade game. It's already caused change in EA. 
because EA now has had to answer the bell and look over their shoulder. And so for the first time in a long time, something brand new is coming to Madden 21. There's a, there's a game mode called The Yard, which looks like it's very inspired by NFL Street back in the day. NBA Street, NFL Street, awesome games. You know, we need more of those games. And it's a little segue into where I think 2K is going to go next. So The Yard, if you don't know what that is, it's a new game mode. You play 6v6 with your friends with quote-unquote backyard rules. And you can also improve your superstar uh, for kind of their be a pro stuff uh, in there as well. So looks interesting. Looks kind of, you know, something that has a little bit of a uh, tricks in it and things like that. Definitely looks more fun, creative, um, and something that, you know, it's something you wouldn't expect to see in the game. And I personally think this is because, well, of course, they're going to know from speaking to the NFL that, hey, you know, 2K is getting this license. They would have had word of that a long um, time before we probably did. And now you got to put something into the game that's going to pay attention to that. So again, even the NFL just saying, hey, we're going to give another company the NFL license. It's caused a positive reaction from EA because they have to up their game. What if this arcade game comes out and just is drop dead amazing? It has the players, it has the teams. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from Madden next year. I'm just going to play this thing. This thing's amazing. Can't stop playing it. I can't tell you how many hours I put into the Super Mega Baseball series, never mind Super Mega Baseball 3. And I'm not playing with the Toronto Blue Jays, the team that I love, the team that I spent a lot of money on traveling back to Toronto from Vancouver to watch even though it's a team I love to play with. I'm playing with a work-inspired team called the Hotheads and running through fictional franchise seasons there because the gameplay and the experience is just awesome. And it's kind of fun seeing my coworkers be successful on the field and hitting dingers and all that other stuff. So the competition that EA has coming for them, it's forced them to up their game. And that's the way it was. That's how it was in the early 2000s when you had NFL 2K at Madden and you had your halftime shows, your post-game shows. It pushed everybody back and forth. I mean, I go back to the NCAA games back in the day and the pageantry they had in those games and the presentation. And they talk about it in the video. They talk about how it, it feels like it's Saturday morning. Right? NCAA games happen on Saturday for football. And so this type of competition is what we want to see. It's what's going to make companies better. And hopefully it makes EA better because I would love to give EA more of my money. You know, I worked there. It was 10 months. It wasn't a long stint for me. And uh, sometimes you try different things to see if you like it. And it might be different today. And I have no, um, you know, I definitely had some frustrating times, but I have no hard feelings. And I would definitely be open to trying again at some point down the road for sure. But I can tell you, like working there and the product I worked on, uh, it was a short timeline. And there were a lot of restrictions to what you could do or couldn't do. And so this aspect that Trip Hawkins speaks about in this video with people being artists, it's probably something they just need to get back to a little bit more. So it doesn't say it doesn't exist. It definitely wasn't a fully embraced thing on the game that I worked on back in the day. So watch the fall of EA Sports if you're a sports gamer. I think you'll find it an interesting piece. I really do credit the creator for 
not making it an EA bashing thing, but just informative. Because I think, honestly, the, the gaming industry needs more of that. It's just, for me, there's too many channels of people just bashing on things, not being objective, not getting the information. God knows that poor Tommy Tellerico is just bathing in it right now with the Intellivision Amico. And quite frankly, most of that stuff is like purely subjective garbage at the end of the day. But I appreciate what Soft Drink TV has done with this article and this video because I think it's a fair shake. And I think he's put something together well that really tells a good story from start to where they are today. So take a look at that when you have some spare time. I think it's about 50 minutes long. It's a great watch. Well put together documentary. Not that it's a documentary, but that's what it feels like. And sort of sets up the second half of today's show where... I'm just going to give a little prediction on where I think the 2K Sports Series is going. And I think it's going to be a bit of a two-headed monster in a good way. We'll get into that right after this on Insert Coins. Thanks for stopping by to insert coins today. We are, of course, talking the world of sports again. Talked a little bit about this really interesting video called The Fall of EA Sports on the first segment of the game to kind of set up the second segment and build off of what we talked about in season one. And now I wanted to talk a little bit about where I think the 2K Sports Series is headed because I think I see a pattern arising with them and some of the stuff that they've recently acquired, such as the arcade NFL rights. And I think it's an interesting play because I think there are vacancies in the sports genre because there are so, just so many fewer sports games being made today that the play 2K is going about, I think will probably pay off for them. So of course we have the 2K simulation games, which we all know and love the NBA 2K series. Although, ah, if they could really just cut down the microtransactions a bit, it would be great. But it's been a great series. It's completely obliterated the NBA Live game. And it's really the only basketball game in town right now. However, despite that being 2K's flagship, they also have NBA 2K Playgrounds, which is a, call it an NBA Jam-inspired two-on-two game with unique rule sets and different types of shots and abilities, three-point contests. There's been two versions of the game uh, that have been made. Uh, Saber Interactive is the company behind it. They're actually also behind another game uh, of a very similar name that comes out in September, also in the arcade-style genre, called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And so Battlegrounds is... If you've seen Playgrounds, Battlegrounds is very similar in art style. The characters are, they look really like moving action figures. Um, a bit stubby in terms of height, slightly exaggerated features. And this is going to be a game that has uh, 70 playable characters at launch from present day stars to playable legends. So you're going to have 
characters like Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins is in there, Asuka, who's one of my favorite wrestlers in the WWE right now. And you're going to be able to bring back some of your favorites, such as The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, etc. 60 additional superstars are going to be available after launch and DLC packs. I think that's fine. You've given me 70 out of the box. I think that's a fair shake. Some people say, well, it should have been all 130, but hey, takes time and energy to make characters and i think it's fine to have certain packs in there depending on who you want to have in the game you, you don't love all the wrestlers and you never play with all the wrestlers so i think that's fine um i found it weird though they, they actually if you're a fan of wrestling paul Heyman is is going to be revealing the various game modes and he's actually somebody in the game where through the single player mode it's who you're trying to play through this campaign mode trying to earn a WWE contract from Paul Heyman. He kind of would make sense if it was Vince McMahon. Paul Heyman's a bad guy anyway, so I'm not even sure why they've choosed him to rally things around. It'll have exhibition mode, King of the Battleground, online tournament challenge modes. So same company that's done the playground game. So I'm sure it's going to be something fun uh, to play. And another game that kind of goes into this arcade segment that 2K seems to be rallying around. Next year, they have the NFL arcade game coming. Let's just call it NFL 2K Playgrounds. I don't know what it's going to be called, but we'll just throw it in there as that. And what's interesting now is, so 2K's simulation wrestling game just turned into utter crap over time. So they made the right call of nixing that. And they're bringing something back that should be more fun to play. There was a game years ago called WWE Superstars, which, uh, you know, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, sadly he's not with us anymore, awesome guy, loved him back in the heyday. Uh, he was sort of the voice behind that in the marketing, and that was also an over-the-top style of wrestling game. This 2K Battlegrounds looks to be something similar in one of the trailers they've had, if you haven't seen it, uh, it shows two of the wrestlers fighting in, I think they're in the bayou, or they could be down under in Australia, but anyway, somebody gets thrown out of the ring into a giant alligator's mouth, so it's going to be over-the-top arcadey and a lot of fun so you've got wrestling you've got basketball you've got football and also they've got the golf game coming this week so pga 2k21 which is simulation so you've got sort of a two-layered sports portfolio approach excuse me that 2k seems to be going after they're also going in places where, other than the football game, where EA isn't. So obviously with the NFL stuff, there is another NFL game, but being an arcade game, it's a different offering. So it's kind of like you want fries and onion rings. You might want both of those games. And quite frankly, given if you watch that video, the fall of EA Sports, and if you read a lot of the Reddits online, yeah, there's a fair shake of players who just would like things to change and get a little bit different. Hopefully Madden 21 is good. I'm, I'm hoping it's good. I haven't played a football game in years. It would be fun to do so. Golf, nobody else is really battling. So that's two Ks. Wrestling, nobody else is really doing anything with the license. So that's two Ks. Although I know there's a wave of other wrestling games coming down the road. NBA 2K, they own that. They still supplement that with NBA 2K Battlegrounds because not everybody wants to play simulation. And that was the thing back in the day too. EA even did this. On the Genesis, you had Madden. Then they came out with the awesome Mutant League football, right? 
great game. You had NHL, they had Mutant League Hockey. Go to the PS2 days. You had the NBA games, but you also had NBA Street. You had Madden, and you had NFL Street. So there's always been room for two flavors for two different audiences. Not every sim guy wants to play NFL Street, and not everybody playing NFL Street wants to play the sim game. So it's interesting. 2K saying we can have two basketball games; they can coexist. I mean, you're already paying for the license. You may as well use it. Wrestling sim games have always been a bit dicey. Arcade wrestling has always been where it's at, so I think that's a smart move. Golf, they're on their own. Golf is. We'll see what happens there. Arcade golf games, yeah, you're not really going to capture the audience too much. It needs to be something that's playable but captures the the essence of the sports. You need a bit more meat on the bone to make that happen. And I'm really interested to see where their NFL game goes. I'm so curious. I have total faith that it's going to be fun to play. And so, what'll be interesting is if they make a golf market, does EA decide to bring back you know PGA golf again? Are they even allowed to? Well, I guess they are because it's not exclusive. Would 2K ever take a shot at baseball? Would they ever say, "Hey, you know, somebody like Metalhead, let's let's go after the MLB license and throw something on that and provide a different type of MLB experience in the marketplace?" I mean, you got RBI baseball out there, but it's quite frankly not a very good game. Could use something else. So I'm hoping that we get a resurgence. Of the arcade sport genre, and we're gonna see some growth in this area, and hopefully introduce some more competition. Because there's nothing worse than having a genre where you don't have choice. Imagine if Street Fighter was the only choice you had. Imagine if there was nothing else. Imagine if Need for Speed was the only racing game you could play. It just doesn't happen in other genres, and there are different reasons for that. But hopefully, we're seeing the resurgence of something that used to be a lot more competitive, had a lot more variety, and a lot more choice. And I also hope that the people at EA listen to what the fans are saying too, because again, people want to support them. We want to love those games. There's nothing wrong with buying two football games. And in fact, back in the day, I think that's what most people did. And it would be awesome to be able to do that again. So again, when you get a chance, you got a spare hour eating dinner. Got a lot of free time these days still, sadly. Watch the fall of EA Sports. I think it will help to summarize a lot of the stuff I've talked about here today. If you're looking for new golf, you got PGA 2K21 coming out this week. Madden 21 is next week. If you dare to dabble in that and see if it's changed, will there be another epic fumble bug where you can kick the ball all the way down the field? Let's hope not. Next month, WWE WWE 2K Battlegrounds coming out, and so a lot of interesting stuff starting to come along. And I love to watch these two companies posture and battle each other. What are you going to play? What are you going to buy? I would love to talk about the next-gen consoles, but nothing seems to be happening there. I've actually, on a quick side note, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to pre-order these things now. I actually just quickly have been so 
had the wind sucked out of my sails on these next gen plays. I get it that there's been delays due to the coronavirus and all that stuff, but my goodness, I've never seen a hype machine get deflated so quickly and just lose any momentum that was there. And I'm sure there's fanboys out there, people that still want them, but I'm just going to keep buying these games for my my PlayStation 4, my Xbox 1 because at least I know what's coming out and there's something to enjoy. And that's just a side note of just frustration. And I was hoping we'd be able to talk more about where those things are going, but it's just the slowest, most disappointing path. And to be quite frank, I think it's gonna be a boring ending to this story. They're probably just gonna be priced at $4.99 and $3.99 for the digital versions and that's it. And it'll just be a horrible end to what's felt like a ridiculous tease for a long period of time. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about again. Would love to know if you play these games. If you get Madden 21, PGA 2K21 the next coming week, would love to know what you think of them. Would love to know your opinion on this genre. You think 2K is going to make a player? They're going to keep adding more arcade games to the experience? Will EA actually listen to their fans and figure a way to win people back over? You can always reach me at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com or over on Twitter at the Big Win. Mike is my handle. Happy to hear from you. Send me a message. Send me a tweet. Always love interacting with anybody on this stuff out there. But we'll see. I'm going to be picking up both games. So I'll have impressions of those for you in the coming weeks. And look forward, as always, to seeing where the sport genre goes. And that will bring us to the end of Season 2, Episode 3. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the podcast today. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can hear when the next exciting episode of Insert Coins is coming out. I want to send a quick shout-out to the new listeners we have from new countries all around the world. So hello to those of you listening in Australia, Finland, Indonesia, Bolivia, Norway, and Sweden. So happy to have you along. Thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing out the show. It's been great. You've helped me build the listener listenership up little by little each week, and it makes this so well worth it. So I appreciate it. It drives me to put passion and energy into bringing you new content every week. If you have feedback, questions, ideas for the show, or if you have a game you'd want to pimp on the show if you're an indie developer, you can reach me at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. That's insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. I'm also over on the world of Twitter. My handle is at the big win Mike. It's at the big win Mike. So drop me a line there. Say hi. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay safe. Enjoy the last few weeks of summer. And as always, happy gaming, everybody. Take care. And we'll see everybody next time.